bringing in a partner is a really great way to grow a business. But it, one of the mistakes that we see, one of the mistakes that both of us have made is not getting some of these things in place. But the flip side is if you get all of this right, it can be really, really valuable to grow your business. What are the things that people are actually committing? What are you going to put in place to ensure that the party coming into your business is going to deliver all the things that they promise? Each deliverable has a component of share. Welcome to the Influence by Design podcast. I'm Samantha Riley, authority positioning strategist for coaches and experts. If you're ready to build a business that gives you more than just a caffeine addiction and you dream of making more money, having more time and having the freedom to be living your best life, then you're in the right place. It's time to level up. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and joined by my lovely Thursday partner, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? I am well, Sam. How are you? I'm doing very well. We're continuing along with our little theme of 11 mistakes that we see business owners making that prevent them from taking their businesses to the level that is possible. And today we're going to touch on the subject of choosing the wrong partners. This subject, I uh, had a little bit of a funny feeling about coming into this because I guess because, you know, I have had this happen in the past and you have too, but we're not going to focus on the negative part of it. We're going to teach and share through our learnings on how, you know, the topic of having partners is something that can be really helpful to take your business to the next level and really what you can do to make sure that it works in your favour. Would you have said that differently? <laughs> we were just doing some research in pulling this episode together on the number of unicorn businesses, also super unicorn businesses, who have been founded by a single person. And there's actually not very many. There are a couple, right? Absolutely, there are a couple of these businesses out there. But more often than not, you know, the unicorn businesses that are household names for us, you know, like the Facebooks and the Twitters and the, the Canva. And, Canva and so on, uh, actually have uh, businesses that were founded in many cases by more than one person. And in most cases, we discovered three was the magic number. And three was the magic number in most cases. I've had a business with five business partners before. Which absolutely astounded me. I think I had to pick my jaw up of the table. Five to me sounds like really hard to manage. Um, well, I think, it's, I think it's that understanding about what role is everyone going to take? Mm-hmm. You know, who's going to be the more active partners? What's their share? Who's not going to be an active partner? But you're absolutely right, Sam. I think, you know, and even you and I were talking about it, you know, we've we've got different skill sets. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm really good at numbers and mm. part of today's conversation I'm going to be leading and, and you've got skills in different areas as well. And I think about, you know, one of the things we want to look for when we find partners, I think you said if you find people that are two the same, it mm. just ends up having arguments with it, but you, you want to have these complementary skill sets and strengths that you can bring to the table uh, in order to kind of create something that's greater than you'd be able to do yourself. Absolutely. I think the the way to say this is you don't know what you don't know or you don't have skill sets in different areas. And I think having partners is a really great way to be able to grow your business but as my accountant said to me, you do need to have a few things in place 
before you go into this, like don't blindly go in and say, oh, you know, you're my best friend. Let's go into business tomorrow. There's got to be more conversation and, and quite a few things to discuss, I guess. Yeah, I think that comes down to, I guess, really, you know, having that deep conversation up front about mm. what is each party bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't matter whether you're a complete startup, right? If you have nothing in place whatsoever, it is exactly the same conversation if you are bringing an existing business to the table. Say, for example, you know, in in some form of future utopia, Sam, where you and I were to combine our businesses, you know, we'd have to look at what do I bring to the table and what do you bring to the table? And, you know, where does that sit in terms of what we each believe is is equitable mm-hmm. you know, to move forward? And, and, and do we have that shared vision to where we want to go, right? But you, you've got to have that real understanding and, and open and somewhat vulnerable conversation about, well, what do we think we, do, we want from this? Yeah, yeah. There definitely needs to be a conversation about what the vision is. What do we, what are we, um, as business partners, where do we all anticipate this is going to be going? Because, you know, right at the beginning, if you're having a conversation of partner A going over here to the right and partner B going over here to the left, it's going to be really difficult right from the beginning to be able to make it work. So there needs to be some discussions around, well, where do we see this going? What are the, you know, what are the skills that you're bringing? some sort of conversation around money and dollars of what each is bringing, how we're going to organise to take it out, lots and lots of things. Yeah, you know, and what's the decision-making process? What areas of the business are we going to have decision-making process on? You know, are we going to, you know, because I think as soon as you start stepping on each other's toes and saying, you know, that's not how it should be done, Tim, do it this way, you know, that causes that animosity and that sort of frustration in that business. I think even if we look at some of those you know, there's unicorn businesses where there's multiple partners. Someone is clearly taking the tech lead. ClickFunnels, Sam, if you didn't know, ClickFunnels was founded by five guys. I did not know that. There you go, right? ClickFunnels and, and Russell Brunson says, you know, I don't have some of these other skills, but this is the role that I was kind of assigned to take as the face of ClickFunnels and as the CEO of ClickFunnels. And that's the role he's kind of molded himself into. That you just use the word CEO there, and I think that's one of the big things that needs to be discussed right at the beginning. Who is going to be that CEO? The way this was described to me is even if you're you're at you know ninety percent of the time or ninety nine percent of the time having the conversation, and everyone's like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep," yeah, we're all in agreement. There are going to be times, or could be times, where there's a bit of a stalemate where someone's like, no, I'm digging my heels in. This is what I want to do. And someone else wants to do something else. There has to be that time where someone's got a 51% decision and a 49 so that at least we can, you know, move forward. And that's definitely, even Leon and I in our business, there is a CEO so that at any time, if there was a decision that had to be made, that we've got it in place and it's in writing, there is an agreement in place on who, who is the one that's going to make that decision and move forward? And I think that's a really, really important thing to have in place. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's not just, it's not, this is not just a financial relationship that you're getting into. And I'll share with the story in, in a sec of one that my wife is going through. But it is that decision making process. Someone needs to lead. And a very dear friend of mine who, you know, was a partner in my, in my last business, I've known for 41 years, he said to me, you know, very early on when it kind of like, 
you know, the decision was made to make me the CEO when I was kind of just leading a committee. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. I would constantly turn back to my partners and say, well, you know, guys, this is your money as well because we were all mates. Yeah. Right? You know, and that was really important to me that we stay, that we stay friends. I, I, I kept turning back to them and saying, well, you know, here's the decision we want to make. Do we want to spend this $50 on that thing or spend, you know, $100 on something else? And he said to me, and isn't it, he's not a business guy, right? He's a, in the police force. He said to me, if you want to lead, lead. Don't ask for permission, mm. which is one of the most valuable pieces of advice I've ever had. Is if you want to be the CEO of your business or your partnership, take that, set your vision out, and go with it. Mm. You know, don't keep checking around to see if people are following you because yeah. they will. Yeah, totally. So this is not my wheelhouse, but Tim, I'd love you to talk around the numbers. There's different models around equity or rev share, revenue share. Can you take us through some of these different conversations or thoughts that we need to be having or could yeah, be sure. having? Look, I'll give, I'll give some context here. My wife's business, um, which I have talked about on the show before, and she's a, a buyer's agent. She's bringing in someone into her business at the moment. And I know he wants, um, he's interested in owning an equity share. He doesn't want to be an employee. And I think one of the things we, again, again, she's kind of working out, well, is like, well, what are you bringing to the table except extra arms and legs of things that I could do anyway, right? So that's the first conversation that I think we need to address. Are you just extra arms and legs or are you bringing a skill set, a network, a connection or cash to the table that can help us accelerate our growth? Same thing again, applies whether you're a startup and you don't have a business yet or whether you're an existing business with existing revenue, okay? You know, put those things in and go, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. Right. I think the second thing we need to look at is when you're buying into a business or when you're having someone buy into yours, work out whether you need cash in the business to accelerate it or whether you want to sell part of your business to take that cash out, right, and realize, you know, some of your hard work. Those are two things. Um, obviously, if you put cash into the business, it's diluting your shareholding, but the overall business is then worth more. If you're taking it out, well, you've got a lower value to what that business is actually worth. Because, you know, if you, it's, for example, let's give a number of, say, $500,000. You know, if someone comes in with 500000 well, the cash is still in the business, but technically that 50% that they now owe, well, half of that asset is $250,000 cash in the business, mm-hmm. right? So if you're giving them 50% for them to just take their 250 out again, well, hang on, it's not, they're not actually buying as much as they think they are. Yeah. Right? But if they give you 250 and you take it out, well, that's 50% shareholding, but there's still no cash in the business to necessarily do the next, you know, do that next stage of growth. So again, we're looking at whether we need the money in the business to accelerate or that we need the skill set in the business to accelerate. Mm. And those are probably the two things we need to con- to consider. Um, if you're looking at some other way, you know, if it, if there's no particular network or skill set or cash that's coming in, well, maybe a revenue share and earn in might be a better approach. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you set particular milestones and say, well, if you can get us from 500k to a million, well, you earn 10%. Mm-hmm or you earn 20% or you earn 5% or 
or whatever that number happens to be. But this is the area of responsibility. So we know that you've actually contributed to that to that growth. Mm. I right? love it. So it's it's not it's not an easy calculation. Mm-hmm. Right? But I think you've got to work out what is it that you want from it. If someone's going to buy in, do you want the cash out, or do you want the cash in the business? Firstly, so you know again coming back to that one, and I'm not sure if I explained it very well to you, Sam, but. You know, you've got a business and five hundred thousand dollars. For how much percentage do mm-hmm. they get? Mm-hmm. Okay. I think this really comes back to what I mentioned at the beginning. You need to be really clear on the vision and where you want to be taking the business, how you want it to be getting there, because it's really difficult to make these decisions if you don't know what that end goal is. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Look, ultimately, you know, when we're coming back to this, we're looking at you're right. That's that vision, but also what are the things that people are actually committing. Um, you know, one of my former business partners that bought into my previous enterprise brought in cash, you know, brought in the promise of opening doors, but the doors never got opened. Mm. So, you know, what are you going to put in place to ensure that you're the party coming into your business is going to deliver all the things that they promise? Right. So you might say the cash is worth this much. Right, because we need a new website, or we need to get new desk chairs, or you know, we need a new opening, a new store, right, or investing in plant, right. But you know, maybe maybe put an equity piece on the table for the other things. You know, for every new client you bring in, well, that increases your equity stake by two percent, or three percent, or four percent, mm. or something. Okay, mm. so that each deliverable has a component of, you know share mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so we've talked about vision all of that what you're talking about here it's really really important to get those agreements in place first you know we were talking what's one thing that i would want to leave listeners with it is that the agreements need to be in place in the way that my accountant described it to me is get your divorce papers in place before you need them it's a, it's, it is that prenuptial agreement, right? It says, what are we bringing to the table? What do we expect? Where are we going? How are those decisions going to be made? And if we don't agree, what happens? Mm-hmm. Right? If I want to exit at some point, well, how does that happen? Mm-hmm. Because Absolutely. Just because you're bringing a partner in doesn't mean to say that they're there forever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that bringing in a partner is a really great way to grow a business bringing different skill sets, bringing finances, bringing all sorts of different things. But it, one of the mistakes that we see, one of the mistakes that both of us have made is not getting some of these things in place, maybe not getting our agreements in place properly, choosing the wrong partners, whatever it is. But the flip side is if you get all of this right, it can be really, really valuable to grow your business. Oh, It just accelerates it so mm. much in the same way as getting a good employee who can do things that you can't do, getting a good business partner. And there's no question, right? You know, having a business partner invested in growing your business, they will grow it faster than an employee. They do bring 100%. that. 100%. They will bring that level of enthusiasm and positivity and the extra hours and the effort that goes into being a business owner. Mm-hmm. Right? Compared to an employee. An employee you know, will look at the clock and go, hmm, you know, it's five o'clock now. Yeah, go, right? exactly. But that 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 uh, that in, that owner will come with that owner mindset as well, and they'll do over and above what it is to get to where their goals are. But we, you're absolutely right, Sam. You know, if we don't have those agreements, we don't have a, an aligned vision. It's just not going to work. 
Totally. I was just thinking as you were saying that, you know, if you think about Shark Tank and when people, uh, when the sharks put the, um, the, you know, the proposals to the, the people that are in the Shark Tank, it's not just I will give you this much money, it's I'll give you this much money and I will open doors to this or I will be able to introduce you to, you know, these suppliers or I will be able to. There's always or very often more than just the money. Yeah, you're right. I think that's, to be honest, money's good, mm -hmm. but it's the other things that are better. I agree. The other things are better because there are things that will exponentially grow your business. Would you have another business partner, Tim? Yeah, I think I would. Mm. The right one. I think I would. Yeah, 100%. I agree. They are um, very valuable. Yeah, yeah, well, you've already got one, Sam. I have, and we've just had someone else come to the table. So Ooh. I haven't even told you that. Ooh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Great conversation. It's definitely something to think about. If there's any, you know, if you're listening to this and it sparked some ideas, definitely feel free to reach out to Tim or I. You can do that on socials. All of this, our social links are in the show notes, either on the app that you're listening to or over at influencedbydesignpodcast.com and we'd love to open up the conversation with you. This is a nerdy business conversations that we love. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining me again, Tim. Good to be, good to be you, Sam. And we'll catch you again on the next episode of Influence by Design. Ciao. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.